bonus episode, Stand Up For Yourself. Hey! Hello, I'm Lisa. Welcome to Truly Madly Smiley, the popular podcast for busy wildcats who are curious, creative, and on a mission to find their own kind of happy. Have we met before? I'm sometimes called the Smiley Coach. But really, I'm more of a smile-spreading, storytelling, magic-making, daydreaming, lifelong-learning, rain-loving, wise, sensitive wild heart. Got that? And I want nothing more than to see you smile. You won't find happiness out there. It lives inside of you. So it's time. It's your time. Pop in your earbuds, place your hand on your heart, take a deep breath in and smile. Are you ready? That's it. Let's begin. Hello, lovely wild heart. It's Smiley here. Today I'm back with another episode. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. If you've been bullied or you find it hard to speak up in class or stand up for yourself in an argument, I'm going to show you how to find your powerful voice. Now, there's a video to watch for this episode, and I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. You can watch it on YouTube or however you watch your your videos. So go to the show notes and click on the link and you can watch the video. You can use your paper and pen to take notes or to draw just like we normally do. But there's a set of slides that go with it. And afterwards, you're going to be able to see if you use your loud voice, your quiet voice or your powerful voice. Your powerful voice is where you want to be. That's how you take back your power and stand up for yourself. So enjoy the video and I'll speak to you really soon. Bye for now. Hey, Smiley here. How are you doing? Today, we're going to talk about how to use your powerful voice. So I want you to grab your journal or a notebook and pen so you can jot down and remember all the important bits. Don't worry about taking it all in because you will remember the bits that you're meant to. And you may want to pause the video at times or watch it more than once. But by hearing the same thing over and over and over, it helps us to download it into our brain. It's a bit like a computer, really. So your powerful voice. What does your powerful voice look like? It's the one that you can use when you're able to stand up for yourself and say you don't like something or ask for what you want, but you still stay calm and you remember to be polite and you respect the other person. So let's think about when you might need your powerful voice. Do you need to stand up to a friend who's quite strong and determined? Do you need to use your voice to speak up in class? Do you need to explain something to somebody when something's gone wrong and you're being accused of something you haven't done. So let's have a look at when you think you can speak up the most easily or when you feel like you can speak up the most easily. So is it when you're with your family or is it when you're with your friends or with your pets? I think it's great if you speak to your pets. I don't have any pets but I speak to the steering wheel in my car 
that helps me a lot when I'm a bit stressed out. Um, and then whereabouts do you think you can speak up most easily? So are you the person that puts your hand up in class or do you sit back and let others do all the work? Do you Are you able to speak up in the playground? Can you stick up for yourself um, if people aren't very kind to you or they're not letting you join in? Do you feel that you can speak up easily when you're at the table or when you're at the, with your family eating supper or, or just all hanging out together? Or is it easier when your mum tucks you into bed at night because you feel safe and secure and loved? Or do you save it for in the car when you're with your mum and you think she's concentrating on the driving? So it's a lot easier for you to talk to her. It's a bit like you feel like she can't see you. I suppose it's a bit like when I leave the house with my sunglasses on and feel like no one can see me, which is a bit silly because they can, but it feels like they can't. So think about when you're in that situation where you can speak up most easily. How do you feel? How does it feel to be able to say what's on your mind? Haha, <laughs> it feels great, doesn't it? To be able to feel strong and confident and like you're being with you with nothing to hide. You feel carefree. There's nothing to worry about and there's nothing to be afraid of. So that's great. But what if you aren't good at speaking up? Now, this is a picture of a heart that I drew with a client who was very upset about something. And these are all the things that are in my client's heart. And it was really healthy for her to write all those down and talk about her feelings. Because when we don't say what we're feeling and we swallow our words down or we keep our feelings hidden because we think they're not important or we don't want to bother people, it's not good for us. It is actually allows other people to take control and be in charge of us. And we're being really unkind to ourselves. We need to be like our own best friend and listen to what's in our hearts and honour that and say it out loud. It's like we're being true and loyal to ourselves. So maybe you're not very good at saying how you feel, but you hold on to your feelings. Or do you do this? Do you do this? Are you a drama llama? So a drama llama is someone who does nothing, who does absolutely nothing and then goes and complains about it to anyone who will listen. And I think that's a little bit unfair on the other person because the other person doesn't have a chance to make it right if you're not telling them how you feel, if you're staying quiet, but then you're talking about it to other people. And maybe you're too scared to say to that other person how you feel and you need a bit of help learning how to express yourself and stand up for yourself. So I want you to picture the scene. What would you do in this situation? Your friend asks you to hang out for the day and you are super excited and you really want to go to the cinema to see a new film. But your friend wants to go to the shops. So what would you do? And there are quite a few responses. So let's see which one is most like you. So do you give in and think your needs don't matter? Or do you say, that's a dumb idea, you smell and I don't want to be your friend anymore? Or do you ask questions about what your friend needs from the shops and what time they're thinking of going and try and find out if there's enough time for you to do both things? That's called a compromise where it's a win-win for both people 
and it makes sure it's fair for everybody. It doesn't have to be about one person winning and the other person losing. It is safe for you to ask what you want and for you to say how you feel. And it doesn't mean the other person will change their mind, but it does mean that you'll be your own best friend and respect yourself. This is compromise and it's so important. It's so important in relationships. So let's look at each one of those situations in turn. The first one is what we call your quiet voice. So this is when you give in and you think your needs don't matter. And we sometimes call this being passive. So if you think about it when you're being passive, what's your tone of voice? You might mumble or speak quietly and your voice might wobble a bit and you might hesitate and um, cough (coughs) to clear your throat or you might put your hand over your mouth and your body language will give you away. So you might roll your eyes or look to the floor and you can't quite look that person in the eye and you might sigh and pull a face and ignore them and turn away, turn your body away. Or you might whine and start to turn on the waterworks and cry. So this is your quiet voice. And you often say, oh, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. But it does matter. And you do know. And you're always putting others first. And you don't really listen to yourself and what you want or say what you think. You're a peacemaker and you keep quiet so that you don't rock the boat. But actually, when you're talking, you feel like people aren't listening to you. So I don't know if that's you if you use your quiet voice. But the second scenario is do you use your aggressive voice? Mm-hmm. I can use this sometimes. I catch myself doing it. I don't tell people they smell, but when I'm being aggressive, I, I, I cross my arms and I clench my jaw and I'm staring at the person, which is quite intimidating. Like I'm trying to stare them out and I might get in their personal space and if I'm really annoyed I might point my fingers at them it's like I have to be the boss no matter what can you think of ways when you might be a bit like that maybe you're like that with a brother or sister or maybe you get like that with your mum and dad sometimes when they say things that you don't like to hear do you talk over people or shout or do you hurt people when I was younger I used to hurt my sisters a lot and I think back now and I think I wish I hadn't done that but I didn't know any better so when you know better you can do better and that's fine I forgive myself for that but it doesn't feel very good after we've done something like this and even though it might get our message across and we feel like we won at the time we won't make many friends or keep friends so we're always taking and we think what we want is the most important thing and we talk and we don't listen we name call or we shout and we hurt people and we think our way is the only way and we're right And we're not really respecting what the other person wants. So I wonder if if you're more of a talker or more of a listener. Because when we talk, we're just repeating things that we know. But when we listen, we learn new things. And so it's really important to be a good listener as well. I find that usually under all this aggression is a fear of not feeling safe, showing softer feelings. So being aggressive feels more powerful. But I wonder also if there are people in your life who you who who are aggressive towards you. Can you think of somebody that uses their loud voice with you and it scares you? So have a think about that before we start talking about your powerful voice, which is what I really want you to step into. It will make you feel so confident and so good about yourself. So how do you do you step into your power? It's a win-win for everybody, this situation. 
When you're in your power, your shoulders are back, you remember your manners, you're polite and you have respect for the other person, you keep your voice steady and clear and you relax. You're not focused on their reaction. By the way, you're not responsible for what people hear. You're only responsible for what you say. So how they respond to you is their business, not yours. So you're relaxed. You're not focused on their response. You smile. You know you're on the same team and you can come to a compromise, a win-win for everybody. You keep your body language open so that you're approachable and you make eye contact. You ask questions. You find out what the other person wants. You listen and then you say what you want. You want things to be fair But you'll stand up for yourself and you'll stay with yourself. You'll be your own best friend and you'll be able to express yourself with confidence. You're not afraid to be honest. Now, you would only be afraid of being honest if you were worried about what the other person thought of you or if you thought they were going to lose their friendship. But you have to ask yourself how much of a friend that person is if when you don't agree with them, they get angry with you or they decide they don't want to be your friend anymore. So have a think about that. So another thing that's really helpful is using what we call I statements. So we start sentences with I. So this is a great way for you to start writing a script. You've got a little template here which you can fill in. So something like I feel upset when you dismiss my ideas because it feels like you don't care about me. Can you please let me have a go? So that would be an example of an I statement. So instead of accusing the person and saying, you're not being very kind, you're being mean, that would be being aggressive. That, so what you will do is you will use I, I statements and you will take back your power and you be responsible for your feelings. So have a think about how you can use this with people or situations that have maybe come up recently and just write them down, have a play with them and think, what could I have said in that situation or how can I have stepped into my powerful voice? Now, I think no matter what's going on with the other person, it's always important to be fair, be kind and speak up. Don't be afraid to speak your truth. It's your truth and that's how it feels for you and your feelings matter. So look at this little chart here. Can you see when we're being when we're being aggressive, we make it all about us. When we're being passive with our quiet voice, we make it all about other people. But when we're assertive, we step into our powerful voice. It becomes about us and the other person. We become a team. And that is a much more powerful, kind, happier place to be. And that is the place where healthy friendships live. Healthy friendships don't live with your quiet voice and with your loud voice. Okay, sometimes we do all get a bit loud or we do go a bit quiet with people. But most of the time, if we can practice using our powerful voice, we'll find that we get the right types of friendships. Now, I also want you to be aware that you have rights as a person. And it surprises me when people come to coaching and they don't know about these rights. So I'm going to go through these this list here. This is your bill of rights, things that you have a right to. So I want you to go through them one by one. And ones that you're not sure of or you didn't know, I want you to write them down and put them up somewhere to remind yourself on a mirror, by the front door, by your school bag, on your desk, somewhere where you will know that you have a right to say what you think and to disagree with other people and that you have a right to say no if you feel scared, uncomfortable or unsafe. You have a right to change your mind, to express your feelings, to ask for what you want and what you need 
need. It's okay to ask for what you want, to be treated with respect and to live your life without being bullied. And you have a right to just be yourself, to make mistakes. So you have a right to be yourself with all your imperfect with all your good bits and all your imperfect bits we are all imperfectly perfect we're human beings that's what makes us human you have a right to use your talents and abilities and you have a right to choose how you respond to other people and to stick up for your rights and to stick up for yourself and if you use your powerful voice to do that you will find that you will get more and more confident as a person So what I want you to do now is I want you to tell me how powerful you think your voice is. I'm going to give you some specific situations, some different scenarios. And if it's a one, then you're not so much in your powerful place. But if it's a 10, you feel really powerful and confident in those situations. A five is kind of middle of the road, bit near. So so the first one I want you to score yourself is... How powerful are you at putting your hand up in class to answer a question? You don't care what other people think of you. You just know that you're not supposed to know everything and therefore you're okay with that. The next one is, how good are you asking for help when you don't understand? We used to have a teacher at school who, when you put your hand up and said, I'm stuck, he used to make you get up off your chair, walk around the classroom, sit back down again and said, you're not stuck, are you? And he thought that was funny. And that used to stop me from putting my hands up and saying, sir, I don't understand. How powerful are you at saying no when somebody asks you to do something you don't want to do? What score are you going to give yourself there? How powerful are you talking to somebody you trust when you're upset or worried? Do you Say what's in your heart, like we said at the beginning of the video, and talk about your feelings, or do you squish them and hold them all in? So if you you speak what's in your heart, you'd be high on that score, and if you hold them all in, you'd score low. How powerful are you at saying stop to somebody who is in your personal space? So if you're good at saying to people, that's my personal space, then you be high and if you just let people barge into you and push you around and hug you when you don't want to be hugged, you'd score low. And then I want you to think about how powerful you are when you want to do something and the other person doesn't want to. So that that cinema shopping scenario that we talked about before. How powerful are you at telling somebody they're hurting you? How powerful are you at telling somebody that you don't like something? So sometimes it's a bit tricky, like when our mum buys us something new, like a new backpack or a new bag, a a new top, and we don't like it. Or they cook us a a different dinner and they're all excited because they're like, I've cooked this for tea. And you're like, oh, I don't like it. I I can't tell her. So how powerful are you at stepping into your power and saying, I don't like that. It's okay not to like something. And It's not about hurting the other person's feelings. The other person has to understand that it's not personal to them. You just maybe don't like the backpack they've chosen because you're different to them or you would rather have something else to eat. And it's okay to ask for what you want. How good are you asking somebody? Do you say pardon or excuse me when somebody said something and you want them to say it again? After about the fourth time, if they're mumbling, it gets a bit embarrassing. But if you stay with your powerful voice, you should be able to say, I'm really sorry. I can't. Can you speak up? I can't hear what you're saying. 
How powerful are you at telling somebody that they have hurt your feelings, that your feelings have been hurt? And you could use those I statements for that, that I feel when you do this because and can you please, that template that I showed you before. And then how good are you telling somebody that you don't believe them when you feel like somebody's lying to you? It's a horrible feeling when somebody's lying to you, but you get a feeling in your tummy that tells you that something's wrong. So be interesting to see what your scores are there. But I always, always, always think that whatever the situation, we should be kind. So before we speak, we should remember the words think. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Does it make the other person feel good? Is it necessary? Do I really need to say this right now to this person? And is it kind? So different people will have different ideas of what's kind, what's helpful, what's necessary. And so you can only answer that for yourself. But it's a really good one to remember. Um, I'd also like to tell you that there's four steps to using your powerful voice. So the first one is our monkey here. You say what you see. You say what you see when something is going on. So, you know, hey, you're pushing me. And then you start with your I sentences. So, hey, you're pushing me. I feel scared when you push me because I feel like I might get hurt. So can you please stop? That's a really. So you say what you see and then you use your I statements. Say how you feel. So we've done that with our I statements. And then if they don't stop, you become a parrot. What do parrots do? They repeat themselves over and over again. So you say... But I asked you to stop. Yes, but I asked you to stop. Yes, I can hear what you're saying, but I've said I don't want you to do that. You keep on repeating yourself. Become a really good parrot. Who's a pretty boy then? Who's a pretty boy? That's what parrots do, isn't it? <laughs> so the the last bit is is that you really need to practice. So I want you to practice it. Start off by writing a script. Do it in front of the mirror or with your mum and dad or a friend, or video yourself. So there's four different ways that you can practice there. And you just have to be confident. And it's something in coaching which we call fake it till you make it. So you pretend, you act as if you already are powerful. And then you watch what happens. It's a bit like you're rehearsing for a play. You're stepping into a role. Maybe you can think of somebody who's powerful, confident, and you watch them in action and you start to copy them. That's what you must do. But you must practice because if you don't take action then nothing will change there is no change without action so I want you to think about what you'll do next set yourself some baby goals how are you going to make yourself powerful how are you going to make your powerful voice come to life happen every day for you what are you going to do what are you going to do to practice so think about what was on the other slide and what you'll do next one teeny tiny step every day and it promise you it will get easier but you must take action so maybe you need to go back and watch this this video again but I want to thank you for listening and I'm looking forward to hearing about how you get on using your powerful voice and now I want you to repeat this after me I want you to take a deep breath in and I want you to say it is safe for me to be powerful and stand up for myself say that after me it is safe for me to be powerful and stand up for myself. How good does that feel? So well done. You're going to be really powerful. I know you're going to be great, but you just need to practice. So until the next time, see you soon. Bye. 
If you like that episode, remember to tell all your friends. Spread the smiles for miles and miles. Don't keep the secrets to yourself. Bye.